As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You guys, I am so, so excited to have on Overshare today, Red Carpet Roxy, AKA Roxy Manning, AKA the host of an amazing podcast called Women on Top. Do you remember your first handle ever, your screen name back in the day? Do you remember Dial Up? When you oh yes. signed up? Absolutely. Because it was like a very big controversy because yes. if you're on the computer, then no one can call. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Overshare, the podcast. It's me, Lily, and I'm here with Jocelyn, and we are still not together because... Still not together. You know, the world is still ending in <laughs> more ways than usual. Um, but what, shall we just get into our first segment? Let's dive into it, please. So, over it. What she said. But before we start, should we tell them? Should we tell them the yes, announcement? Yes, we should tell them the big announcement, which tell is... Them the news. You guys, we got a phone number. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we want you guys to call the phone number to tell us what you're over. Because you know how we always forget to think of something, basically? Well, <laughs> this is going to be our way of not forgetting because we're going to have you guys call and leave a voicemail and tell us what you're over in your life. Yep. And we're going to be incorporating it into this little show, which I'm very excited about because we've never done anything like this. Even back in the day, I, we've never had a phone number. So this is exciting. We've never taken calls, but also um, if you could keep them to under three minutes, that would be under great. under three minutes. And the phone number is five, six, two, six, six, one, eight, seven, two, nine over it. Call us. We should come up with like a jingle. Like I feel like there's like car dealerships and stuff that oh. sing them that like then everyone will remember. Oh my gosh, yeah. I I'll you know, I'll definitely work on that. I love Yeah, we'll, we'll both work on it. Okay. What are you over? Okay. Um so gosh, I'm so sick of cooking, Lily. I'm so sick of cooking. Um <laughs> me always. And you know, Chris and I even before quarantine We definitely cook like all of our meals. Wait, actually, back up. What? You're so sick of cooking. Literally, if you go to her Instagram stories, you act like you fucking love it. Well, here's the thing. I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. But I think, but here's the the truth. It is the truth that I enjoy it. But I think having to do it and not having a choice to enjoy my culinary festivities mm-hmm. is what's annoying because it's starting to make me not like it because I do enjoy cooking, but only like, sounds like you're flip flopping. 
I only like four days a week though. I told my aunt this, my auntie M, the one who's very invested in you and what's yes. going on with you. And she just literally laughed in my face and was like, just wait till you have children, then we can talk. And I was like, what? I was like, but won't the restaurants be open then? <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> they're never uh, opening again uh, because, maybe, you know, maybe you'll be lucky though and you'll have a picky eater like me and then you just don't have to make that many things i'll only make them dinosaur chicken nuggets like yeah the i mean reason don't, i am a picky eater <laughs> don't get me wrong i do enjoy cooking like up to four nights a week but the other three nights mama wants to go to like i don't know somewhere out of this house get me out of here get me out of I here mean, I, that's more than i'm cooking <laughs> I know, but like, I don't know. It's just, I feel like I'm sick of all the stuff I make. I need, I need new recipes. So if any of you guys listening or watching have any good, healthy, under 15 minute recipes, hit me up. What are you sick of, Lil? What are you over? I am sick of, um, not having any shows that I'm really into right now. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Have you watched Entourage? Yes. Have you watched Ballers? Ballers is great. I actually don't know if I have. Um, no, what I'm also sick of on a similar note is that uh, movie releases keep getting pushed. I don't have oh. any specifically in mind right now, but I feel like I'll always Google like 2020 thrillers and I'll like go through this list and be like, oh, like these three sound great. And then I go and search each one of them and it's like, nope, it doesn't exist yet. Well, here's the even crazier thing. Right now, the movies that are getting released are films that were shot like a year ago, two years ago. Literally, in probably six months to a year, we're just gonna run out. We will have nothing. We will literally have nothing. What what are we gonna do? (laughs) You and I need to make a film. You and I need to make a film, and we will release it, and we will make gazillions of dollars off of this. I'm telling you. I just what is the the premise of this gazillion dollar making film? It's going to be a buddy comedy. Okay. That's all I've got so far. I need. I mean, to if you out. had said anything else, it wouldn't have even remotely been <laughs> something we could even pretend like we're entertaining. So good job. But you know what? We do have a friend who's written a film. So we'll just ask Megan to write it for oh, us. Oh, I was like, who? Megan, Megan. Rinks. Megan, the writer yes. Of, Megan, yeah. yes. Uh, so... I think maybe if she'll do it for us and we could pay her in a couple of years. I was going to say, but, but how does that work? Is that just like by proxy, like by association, we just, we can do it too then? Well, don't you feel like we could make a film? Don't you think that, don't you think we could? Why not? Uh-huh. All right, so, well. Should we move on to our guest and what we're oversharing this week? Yes, I'm very excited about our guest. It's someone I've been friends with for a really, really long time. You guys, I am so, so excited to have on Overshare today, Red Carpet Roxy, aka Roxy Manning, aka the host of an amazing podcast called Women on Top, and someone who I have to say, I don't even know if you know this, Roxy, Hmm. um, I have known for a really long time, probably over 10 years, and who was so nice to me when I was first starting out covering red carpets, when I was literally like drooling on myself and you were already glamorous. You already had your shit together and look at you now. Welcome to the show. Thank you. (laughs) I love 
that intro. I'm like, oh my God, I totally felt like I was drooling the whole time too. <laughs> Do you, I mean, this was like back in the day, first off, uh, when red carpets used to happen. Mm-hmm. And I am so curious to know from you because like red carpet, Roxy, hello. <laughs> you're like the, the pro on this. Justin's very concerned about your name. (laughs) Do you you think red carpets are ever coming back? Well, at this point, I feel like I should change my name to Zoom Carpet Roxy. (laughs) Very, very topical. There we go. go. (laughs) Right? Right. Um, That is a great question. I think that is like the million dollar question because with the current state that we're in, like the way that people are feeling about what's going on, I don't see how a red carpet can exist because I know I, I did hear though about an event that happened a little while back where they, I think they tried to do red carpet mm-hmm. but it just didn't you know pan out well so that is actually I would love to know myself because you know I built my career sort of on this and had to pivot now you know I mean if it does come back it could be actually really working in your favor because I feel like I mean I haven't done many a red carpet but I've been mm-hmm. on a few and it's a lot of tight spaces and shoulders yep. and elbows and people just trying to get their spot. What if it was a social distancing carpet? So then you really actually had your own spot. That is kind of with our like plexiglass. Exactly. On the it's like they <laughs> can't even like, oh, I'm just going to put my bag or my stool here. No, nope, can't do that. Stay on your side. Yes, Could be a dream come is, true, actually. It, yep. You know what? Because that is like, half the problem when you're out there it's like people are like pushing and it's like so cramped and like the cameramen are trying to get their cameras in and you're just trying to do your thing and <laughs> I think that's I one know. of the reasons that I never wanted to do it it's way <laughs> high stress and not because of the celebrities but because of the other side because you're literally trying to like box people out for your space <laughs> but you know what that's that's the funny thing right is that like so many people I met especially when I was like first starting out freelancing people like you who were like such a pro, like knew what you were doing. The reason that we all got to know each other over the years is because we were literally like quite literally on top of each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? Really in each I, other's personal space. I don't know if the, the general public realizes that unless you're of course like E! News or like CNN or something, mm-hmm. you are, you know, next to the person, standing next to the person, you know, that's reporting next to you with like, I mean, your faces might be touching. Mm-hmm. Right? Not everyone gets a platform. Well, that's the thing too. And I always tell people, I'm like, I can tell who's had like a cocktail or two. Cause you're literally. <laughs> and maybe it was even me that had the cocktail. Or two. I don't know. But you know, you're literally on top of one another. So it's, it is a very intimate experience, you know, it is. It is. and then you're like competing for the attention <laughs> of all of these people too. So it's like, if you don't have that much space and someone like gets in front of you, then you might miss out on an interview. So you have to be really aggressive. Yes. It's so true. to hear that you were nice, mm-hmm. very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. You have to like fight for your, your time, you know? And that's, what's so interesting. little segue here about doing podcasts is that, you know, you get to have this like solid amount of time with the guest where you can like go deeper, ask more than one question. Mm-hmm. Um, and your show Oh my gosh, you guys, by the way, you have to go subscribe to Roxy's show, which is co-hosted by Tam and Sursock, which by the way, I used to cover Pretty Little Liars like every freaking day. Love her. Um, You guys get the wildest people on your show. Like just give, give us a little, just a little morsel of goodness as far as like, who are some of your favorite guests you've had on? Oh my God. Well, 
we literally just this morning wrapped our show with Glennon Doyle, which was That's like a crazy. game changer. Game. I mean, literally, you guys, like, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to read her books, but literally, I mean, she unlocks, I think, and I feel like this is kind of a universal with her. She unlocks something in everyone. Like there's, you resonate with her words, like on one level or another. So to have her in person on our podcast was just like, ah! like the heavens were opened, you know, like, how do you decide just, what to ask her? I mean, that's, that's part of the problem, right? Cause it's like, you want to ask her so much, but it's so funny. We just kind of let the conversation flow and it just went to all these like very like organic places. I mean, we talked everything from like, you know, our kids to parenthood, to sexuality, to Abby, her wife, to, um, you know, raising it. I mean, it was just like, like there was some, and it just like flowed and she just is that cool person you know and like you know we were dropping f-bombs and like you know it, it was like girls it was like friends hanging out like just talking just wrapping up but of course with her like knowledge her amazing knowledge that she's dropping you know like the whole time kind of it's, just unbelievable. And, and that's how I honestly felt when mm-hmm. I was so like girl you know child of the 90s obviously mm-hmm. nine, 90210 we've already discussed 90210 on this podcast mm-hmm. but the <laughs> you were just having like and I don't know if you already know Tori Spelling but you were having this chat with her that was just like I felt like she was telling you secrets I had never heard her talk about before (laughs) that one was wild too because it was like again like it felt like being like at a restaurant with your girlfriends and just like shooting the shit sorry am I allowed to curse yes 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 we have no rules here (laughs) we have no rules Good, good. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So like shooting the shit, you know, it was like literally, you know, Tamman and Tori and myself, we sat down and it was like, it just, it was so natural. You know, it was like, we talked about her childhood and then we got into 90210 and then she started like telling us all these little gems that were just like, like that all of them were hooking up with each other. Like, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> right. I know. And they, and, and you know, it was funny because when we were talking to her about it, she was telling us, well, we, first of all, we were like, of course you were, because you know, it's like in your prime, you know, you're just like coming of age and everyone's like, you it's know, like a bunch of hot people together. Hot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Throw them in a room, you know, and they're with each other, you know, 18 hours a day. So I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. But it was like the little jewel she told us about, like when they were shooting and like the special, you know, she told us about the last scene of 90210 when David and Donna got married and like the fact that they broke <gasps> their vows. I mean, well, like- I always think it's interesting with stuff like that because I feel like they might not realize how interesting it is to other yes. people. So like yes. them telling it is like just like a casual conversation. But right. to you guys, it's like, <gasps> oh, my God. I yes, know. It's like you feel like you're privy to something, you know, like yeah. they're letting you in, you know, it's crazy. Anyways, I'm a big fan of the show. Also, you guys have probably talked about this, but how did you and Tamman meet each other? Because I mean, she's an icon playing Jenna all those years on PLL. <laughs> Me, I've watched every episode of the show. Okay. Like I'm a real <laughs> fan. Lily a the- show. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I love that you guys have seen it because you know that I still have never seen an episode Stop. of it. You have to yes! watch it. I have to watch it because it seems like it's it would be so, right up my I mean, alley. It's funny because I see so much on Twitter about it now, specifically about the uh, Lucy Hales character, uh, her relationship with a teacher that everyone was just like totally okay with. And we were all just like, yeah, he's hot. It's fine. No, not okay. <laughs> right? I mean, right? that amongst a lot of other things in that show. But um, it's it's a wild ride. 
if I, I would say like, if you want a great weekend binge, but honestly, it will probably take you two months. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cause there's so many, there were, I mean, that show ran for like what, like eight, nine, seven seasons, something, right? a long time, a really a long, long time. time. Lily's doing some research right now, but did you guys meet like through oh. your kids? You're both moms. Seven seasons. Yeah, so seven we, seasons. Damn. Seven seasons. Wow. It's a long time. I mean, for TV shows, that's a for long sure. time. Um, we actually met. So our kids currently go to school with each other, but we had actually, the first time we met was through a group that we're in um, comprised of like moms who work in creative industries and like the fashion industry and entertainment. So we first sort of met through that, but I would say our, our relationship got cemented when our kids started going to school together because we spent more time together. And so we, we just always had a very natural flow with our conversations with each other, even though we're very opposite, you know, like I'm definitely more extroverted and out there. Tamman tends to run a little more deep, you know, more, you know, she's not as like, um, you know, out, like out there crazy as I am. Well, crazy in her own way, crazy in her own way, but <laughs> good all good, way, all good way. in a great yeah. way, in a great way. It's amazing. Um, so we just started like talking and it was just, it was kind of like one of those things where it was like timing that like preparation it was kind of like luck because at the time I think I've been thinking about starting a podcast and she had been talking to her agency about also doing the same thing and she just asked me one day she's like would you ever want to do this and I was like yeah as a matter of fact yes because I had been like talking to other people like in New York and you know kind of putting it out there in the universe so it came together perfectly that's so and that cool was, mm-hmm. and that was and like you, last year well I was gonna say I feel like you guys were early to the game like now it's like I feel like everyone Lily and I know has a podcast quite literally I, <laughs> I would say which is great because we have one too which more is more honestly but you guys got in at a really good time and the show is so good and I could talk to you about it forever but uh today we actually have a little overshare topic that I feel like Ooh. is perfect for you okay. um we are going to dive into basically like the history of the interwebs. Well, why don't you break it down? Well, so this <laughs> stemming from Jocelyn being concerned about what's going to happen to your name if there are no more red carpets. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have any backups? Are you going to change your handles? And then we were talking about, do you remember your first handle ever, your screen name back in the day? AIM or AOL? Oh, an AOL. I did have AOL. Wait a I minute. actually just it? recently for a video downloaded all of the old sound effects from AOL. <laughs> and it's so weird how much they're still like, it just like brings you right back. Oh my God. Do they sound this like, they, are they like, how do they sound? Are they just like, there's definitely, I couldn't find like high definition versions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like very like, <laughs> yeah, grainy, they don't, like, like new ones. Yeah. It's still, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's still pretty rough, but uh, like the, I just, I feel like the AOL, you've got mail. Yeah. Yeah. And just like the welcome, the even just like the weird little like uh, pit tones. I'm like, the nice. like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm not even going to try and make the noise because I know it's not going to sound like it. <laughs> and you guys may or may not remember this. Do you remember dial up when you're oh yes. going to sign up? Because it was like a very big controversy because yes. if you're on the computer, then no one can call. So yeah. it's like, well, <laughs> you can't play The Sims for that long if you're going to be connected to the internet. I'm wondering now, was The Sims connected to the internet? Or was I just I on know. AIM for a long time? Did a I, lot don't of think I, I don't think I had that. I don't think I had Sims. It sounds like something that was probably fun. And my mm-hmm. parents were not about that. They were like, oh, was the computer like educational only? 
Well, yeah. And I don't know about you. So like, Um, that's kind of what we're going to like dive into is like the history of like, I mean, the the interwebs essentially, it sounds a lot. Basically like what were you doing on your computer? 10, not even 10, 15 years, 20, 20, 20 years, 20 years ago. ago. Oh my God. You know, I remember when did I join Facebook? I never had a MySpace, but I had the thing called Friendster. Me too. Do you remember Friendster? Yes. Yes. Okay. Roxy, the thing Uh that tripped, the thing that tripped me out about Friendster. Do Uh you remember that? Like if you liked a guy or whatever, he could see how many times you looked. Yes. The profile. profile. So you were always like outed, like no matter what. (gasps) It's like, it's it's like LinkedIn, how LinkedIn is now where people can tell how many times you've looked at their profile. But like, I, I don't remember much else about Friendster. Do you? I it was like, you could like design your page or something. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You could like be like, okay, this is going on this side. Like this is going in here. And it was like, um, yeah, they could tell how many times that they, you looked at their profile. I remember that. Did like that, everyone have it? I feel like it was like the precursor to Facebook. Yes, maybe. It right. Was. Like it was. But like, was it like you and a few friends or was it like everyone like in your class at school or were, was it something you talked to like strangers? Mm. I like, feel like all my friends were on it. Same. So I I, I was in college at the time Mm -hmm. and I remember I was living in a sorority house and like everybody Mm. in the sorority had it and all the fraternities and like that whole circle of people, we were all on there and it was absolutely the precursor to Facebook. That's how I yes. would describe it. Absolutely. Yes. Did you guys mm-hmm. not have MySpace? That was later, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was after. Yeah. Friendster I had MySpace like, though, and then Facebook. So it would have been like in between. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You fell right in between that crack of like Friendster and Facebook, like the MySpace, yes. you know? Yes. I went to, I Googled Friendster and it came up like friendster.com. So I click on it <gasps> thinking maybe it still exists. Right. Goes to a landing page where it's, Friendster is taking a break. The break was the break was ever effective June 14th, 2015. Uh, looks like they're still on it. And it says that the redesigned Friendster came through with uh, an enduring passion to make a difference. It was a gaming community, apparently. And um, they say, however, due to the evolving landscape in our challenging industry, the online gaming community did not engage as much as we had hoped. <laughs> Profound development in the gaming industry has also led us to rethink our strategic priorities. Oh my God. So they literally Sad, put guys. that on the homepage now. Yep. A Frenter, which I'm actually shocked even still exists, but you know, it like gets me thinking too, mm-hmm. which, so like, I didn't even have a cell phone or an email address until I turned eight, until I was like in college. Yeah. I was just going to ask you, then when did you get your first computer? Um, when I moved to college, my parents Mm -hmm. got me, do you remember Roxy, the brand gateway that like, yes, that's what I had. It got a virus. Like the day I got it. Basically. (laughs) Fun fact. Did you know that Ghislaine Maxwell used to date the (gasps) CEO owner of gateway? Of course she did. I found that out yesterday. Of course she did. But do you remember, like, what was your first, like, phone? My phone was, like, was it the flip phone? It might have been, like, my first phone. No, you know what? I'm sorry. I take that back. It was, I don't even know what the brand was, but I, it was, like, this kind of, like, brick sort of contraption. Was it no- Nokia, perhaps? Yes! It was Nokia. Oh, my God. It was Nokia. <laughs> did yes! you have your custom case that you bought at a kiosk in the mall? 
Oh my God, I did. I did. Because everyone lived for their custom case, you know? Wait, wait, so, and how old were you guys when you got them? I was 18. I actually, you know, funny story. My parents were so pissed because I went to college and you know, like, I know, I don't know if at like at your college campuses, but at mine, they had the people set up that were like trying to get everyone to sign up for credit cards and for cell phones. So of course I did both. And my parents were like, are you kidding us? Like, because of course I had no credit at that point. So it was like, everything was like coming back to them. And Time to build like, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And of course, back in, back in those days too, like the cell phone, it wasn't like now where you can roam and just like chat freely anywhere, you know, at any time. Like there were like roaming charges. Remember oh my that? gosh. Do Probably, I? Right. So if you went out of your state or like out of the state, it was like well, double the price. And texting, like. once that was a thing, oh, if yes. you went out of your texting plan, oh my God. I remember yes. there was a time that I was texting a guy and my mom got the bill at the end of the month and it was like hundreds of dollars because they charge you so much for the overage fees. And it was like, you sent more than 50 text messages. Nope. You owe us $300. What's interesting about the concept of roaming charges is that Mm -hmm. I remember it wasn't even just like leaving your state. It would be like leaving your county or like leaving the general area. I had an $800 cell phone bill my freshman year of college. And, and my dad is still mad about it 20 years later, by the way. And, um, this is is actually before texting. Cause I, my parents wouldn't even let me have texting on my phone plan, which by the way, such like such a snobby problem to have. Like my parents are paying my phone bill. You know what I mean? It's crazy. No, but honestly it wasn't even available on phones until like, I think it was probably not until like, I want to say like 2004 ish. Mm-hmm. Which was like, I was 22. So like, start, that's like you're out of college by the time texting. Like, could you yes. imagine everyone listening, not having texting in college? Because I cannot. I literally oh got a phone when I was in sixth grade. <laughs> you know what is so funny now that you're bringing up texting is that my husband and I, when we met, because we met in 2003, there was no texting. So I actually had to pick up the phone to talk to him. Because, you know, now, like, with people dating and everything else, like, people text. Like, and I think that's why a lot of, like, the meaning of, like, what they're saying gets lost, you know, in translation somewhere. Because no one's picking up the phone to talk to people anymore, but you know? also, I, I feel like texting is such uh-huh. an art in itself that, like, uh-huh. if you can't communicate in, like, your texting communication... Mm-hmm form, then that's hard to have a relationship with someone too. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. screwed. How did you meet your husband, by the way? Yes. Okay. Tell me. So here's how it happened. Um, <laughs> you guys are was, so cute and you have a daughter and you're just like the most little, like adorable family ever. Oh my God. You're so sweet. Thank you, my love. Um, we met because it was back in 2003. Um, actually I had lived in New York during 9-11. Oh, dang. So, yeah. And so I like, we were, I was out there, like, kind of, you know, saw it all happen. So, my parents convinced me, I'm originally from Dallas. So, they convinced me to move back home to Dallas um, to kind of set up shop there and like see how things went. So, I was like, great. I felt like I went back there. I moved. I like started my business, like, did the whole thing. And I had a girlfriend um, that I went to USC with, that I went to college with, who was doing PR for this event. And she said, hey, come out, you know, like, to Miami. I'm doing this amazing event, but we'll even make like a girls weekend of it. It'll be amazing. So great. 
I go out. Turns out the guy whose event it was, was my husband. So he had hired her to do the PR. And it was like one of those crazy things where from the moment I saw him, I just knew, I knew it was different. Like in my gut, like, and I had always heard the kind of thing, cause I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm romantic in some ways, but I'm a little cynical too. And I, you know, people always saying, Oh, when you know, you know, and this and that, you know, and I'm like, please, you know, like maybe it's, <laughs> you know, maybe it's like whoever you end up with, whatever, but it was like this weird, deep feeling in my stomach. And he to this day will tell you the story that, um, he walked, we were having lunch, um, myself and my girlfriend, and he walked into this place and I literally had a burger in my mouth, like, <laughs> like ketchup dripping. Yes, down. <laughs> you know? I love it. Getting in there like animal style, like Texas girl, you know? And he was just like, that was so sexy. Cause you just didn't even give a shit about, you know, what was going on? Like anything else. You were just like enjoying your burger. You didn't care. You weren't like, Oh my God, I need like, a, you know, a salad or whatever. Like you were just yourself. And I'm like, pretty much. <laughs> so yeah, we hit it off that weekend and then ended up getting engaged seven months later, but I was living in Dallas and okay. he was living in New York. Oh, that's crazy. And now yes, you're living you're in like, LA. Um, actually, yeah. I just left. <laughs> and so we ended up, I ended up having, well, not having to, but I chose to move back to New York to be with him and, and, you know, have our engagement together there. And then I convinced him because he is like a diehard East coaster from Boston. I was like, let's just go back out to the West Coast because I had come out here for school. So I was like, you're going to love it. It'll be great. He's like, fine, I'll give it a year. Cut to, that was 2006. You're like, it's been 15 years and we're still here. He's like, oh, this weather is actually very nice. (laughs) That's totally what it is. Totally. He's like, I can't go back down to those winters. I'm like, see, I told you. I I would never leave my apartment if I lived in New York in the winter. It was brutal, you guys. And we had two, like, huge German shepherds that we would have to walk nope. no matter nope. what. Nope. Rain, slow, snow, sleet, hail, like, whatever it was. I remember so many times I'd walk because they, you know, you get sideways rain there. And my umbrella would blow backwards. <laughs> and I'd be like, try to walk with the dog. Oh God, this sounds terrible. Thank God you moved. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I definitely have FOMO when I go back to New York because it is amazing. And it it's no. LA also kind of sucks too. Yeah, I know. I know. It's so, like a double-edged sword. I get it. <laughs> but you know what? Like even, and this is something that I didn't do, um, but that I kind of wish I had now just for like context, but mm. like you met your husband at an event in real mm. life. I feel like, well, we're living through COVID right now, mm-hmm. but also like that doesn't happen anymore. That's Everyone weird. I know meets like online or in an app. Did you ever try like any of the early dating apps? I, you know what? I never, I never did. But I mean, I probably would have if I, you know, like hadn't met him. But you remember but, like back in the day, there was like a stigma. Like in 2005, yes. if you were like trying to yes. date online, people would be like, oh, what's wrong with you? Like yes. people actually like thought it was really weird back then. Yes. They did. You're right. It was the stigma. It was like, oh, you can't meet people. Like you have to use like an app or like, you know, you have to do it this way. But now it's like, it's so normal because people are so busy. I feel like, and you know, women, we're all working, we're doing our thing. Like like any guys that I would meet like out Uh at work or at events and stuff, we're always like either in relationships, married or just like not gay 
<laughs> so just like yes. not available in some capacity. <laughs> totally not available. <laughs> but um, that it just like, if I was only relying on meeting people out, it mm-hmm. wouldn't happen. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. No, not at all. Absolutely. I guess I, then I, it's also that I'm not going to the right places or <laughs> like actively seeking out places where it's like single people hang out. But I don't know. But the thing, the thing too, I wonder about like the dating apps because it's so easy to meet people on them. I wonder if like now that's sort of a scapegoat for people like, oh, well, if I don't, you know, this person doesn't work out. I've got, you know, this person, this, you know, and it's like a too constant convenient. flow. Absolutely. Yes. I think it is. Right? That's what I wonder. But I mean, I've heard great success stories from the dating apps too. So my sister met her husband online. Yeah. And like, um, my sister's also like, we got to have her on this show because she listens and she's like, stop saying things about me that are not nice. I'm like, well, they're all true though. She, my sister's like on her first date asked her husband, I like you. Uh, just want to know if the feeling is mutual. And he was like, he tells the story now that he's like, I thought she was crazy, but I thought it could be fun. So I stuck with it. And here we are. <laughs> you know what That's I mean? Well, I love her directness. And I always bring direct. up, and I feel like mm-hmm. I we always question whether I made this up or not. Didn't mm-hmm. she not? Did, he didn't have a profile picture. Oh, my sister's husband? Yeah. You know what? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. We'll have to ask mm-hmm. her at some point. I feel like point. I always bring up that fact and you're like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, I feel like it's too weird to make up. Uh, it yeah. feels too random. But um, I'm pretty sure that he didn't even have a profile picture and she still went uh. on a date with him. So she was just like, you know. Really going for it. Really going shot. for it. But, right? but, but Lil, I'm curious from you, like. Cause you're younger and you grew up like with all of this, like you grew mm-hmm. up with like MySpace, Facebook, whatever, like we did when I, not like, when I absolutely. Think, when I think of AIM, I think of like mm-hmm. talking, like chatting with boys. It's like, I think I had a, I like, I had more boyfriends in like middle school than I did <laughs> in my entire adult life. Um, and it's because like, all you had to do was just like have one conversation online. And then it's like, Oh my God. What was your, screen? do you, do you remember your screen name? Yeah. So, um, 
I believe we've talked about before that I was oh. really, really short be- uh-huh. I, until 10th grade. I had a growth spurt, but I was 4'10 going into high school. And now I'm like five, almost five, nine, honestly. Oh, wow. Um, She's tall. But so, and the doctor was like, you're going to be lucky if you hit five one. And I played basketball and I remember just being devastated. And I'm like, because of my now ruined future in basketball. Great. Cool. You didn't have one anyway. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, a friend had nicknamed me, um, the Pucian because in, I guess it's, I've never read it, but, um, Gulliver's travels, there's Lily Pucians. Never read it. Apparently there's Lilliputians and they're mm-hmm. like little people. They're like that are like tiny little I don't know. Little it's nuggets. Like, it's like little a character. Nuggets. Um so she used to call me uh the Pucian. So it was and, the Pucian uh, 2184. Oh, so there's already more Pucians. Who knew it was such a hot name? 2184. That's and a lot I of and the number, I know the number was like I needed to add something, and I think I literally just like like went down on the keyboard and that was what came up. And now it's still is like in random usernames that I need to make for things. No. And, and, you know, it's funny because my parents were very like strict. Like I didn't have like a phone. Well, I feel like when I was growing up too, like not many people had like their own phone or their own laptop. Like, I don't even think mm-hmm. laptops really existed. Like mm-hmm. until those Well, it's Apple- like when they all came out and then it's like when they all became affordable enough that people right. were all buying Right, them. right, right, mm-hmm. right. But Apple had those really colorful ones. And those yes. are the yes. first ones that I remember. Uh-huh. Um, so, so my parents wouldn't let me use AOL or AIM or whatever, because oh. I would be tying up the one phone line in our house. <laughs> and um, so when I moved to college, my freshman year, people were like shocked and appalled that I was not on this AIM thing that I didn't even know about. And so um, a guy in my dorms who ended up becoming a really good friend of mine, he's hmm. like, you got to make a name. And he's like, it would be like not being on Instagram now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like the same like thing. weird. Yeah. And he, I was like, well, I don't know what to make it. I, I don't, I don't have an idea. He's like, well, what are like three of your favorite things? Oh, oh no. <laughs> so <laughs> my, <laughs> mine, my screen name was red because it's my uh-huh. favorite color. Diamond. Hello. Duh. Ocean. My screen <laughs> name was red diamond. Ocean. That is a, that's a very, kind of sounds like a stripper. <laughs> Exactly, exactly, exactly. Red Diamond Ocean on stage one. <laughs> oh my gosh, if I ever do become a stripper, I mean, if I ever get confidence level, name. I might have yes. to use it. Um, but the, the other thing I think of all the time is like, I remember when Facebook was first invented, you had to have a college uh, email address. Yes. And so, uh, my very first message is me messaging one of my best girlfriends to this day saying, this Facebook thing is so stupid. Why does anyone care about what other people are doing? It's never going to last. Cut to 20 years later. And I've built my whole career on <laughs> the internet. Like for you, is it ever crazy, Roxy, that like uh, your entire career and life and everything is based on something that like we did not have growing up? Yes. Cause who could have ever imagined this? Right. It just, and it keeps going. It keeps going. Now we've got for you guys and- adapting. <laughs> We're the grandmas. No, you guys are both much younger than me. But um, no, but it's true. It's like, how could you ever have imagined this? Now we've got TikTok and Twitch oh and Instagram and like the whole, you know, it's it's just like it's never ending. So it's like in some ways it, it is kind of like daunting to think about, but in other ways it's like kind of exciting because we've really been able to like 
create our own paths, right? Like very, very true. It's funny that you mentioned TikTok and stuff because I actually (laughs) tweeted the other day after seeing, I think I watched a bunch of TikToks and then there's just, there's so many apps now and I can't keep up with all of them. And um, I tweeted, I finally understand why old people just give up. (laughs) (laughs) Like I I used to always be like, come on, gotta like keep the times. And I'm like, never mind. There's so many things. My brain doesn't have, I can't, I'm no energy is left for this. I just, I'll stick to the ones I know. But your daughter, Roxy, is she first grade or kindergarten? First grade this year. Does she know oh how gosh. to like code already? Oh my God. Basically. I mean, she literally can unlock. The problem is we gave her the passwords to the devices. Mm-hmm. So she will just, we'll walk, I'll walk in the room and she will have the iPad like already opened, like doing something, doing like, you know, pictures. She loves to take pictures and videos. So she's like, that's the thing. I think it's a, it's dangerous, but it's also, I think could be so cool because like, I know I learned, I taught myself how to edit in high Mm -hmm. school because I was Mm -hmm. able to learn how to like pirate all of my software and everything. (laughs) But, um, that was like even five years earlier, you wouldn't have been able to do that. So like me being able to do that ended up helping me and like, making me more prepared for my career now she can literally like learn how to do anything like mm-hmm. the i feel like they have so many resources so that aspect is really cool but then the other aspect is like how do you control the resources do you parent yes. controls yes we but we have her like little devices are not hooked up to like the outside world per se i mean we have like kids things downloaded on her devices like little games and stuff that she you can't really access like on like, yeah, the dark like so. web <laughs> exactly we have a parental control on the dark web <laughs> and there's there's no real like phone attached but she has like an app that like sort of mimics a phone so she can only like call her my uh, husband and i so she thinks she's like making phone calls, you know, to the outside world, but really not. She thinks um, she has full access. Yeah, totally. Totally full access. But it was interesting at her school, they started tech class last year in kindergarten. So it's like right from the beginning. I mean, babies oh have gosh. iPads. Uh-huh. Isn't it crazy? Like it they're is like, crazy. I feel right? like some adults I know need to join that kindergarten yeah. class. Honestly. <laughs> oh my god, no, you guys seriously, like towards the end of the year last year, her tech teacher would give her assignments. I was like, wait, wait, what? And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, like uh, like are you smarter than a kindergartner? I don't know. I mean <laughs> genuinely, like third graders are full on coding. Like they oh are god. taking classes and I'm like, I mean, I used to know I'd I could do like HTML on my MySpace profile. But <laughs> right, well, I, I'm scared of the math classes. Like when she gets older, I'm like, oh my god, no. you guys! Thank God for tutors. But I will yeah. say, and this is like, you know, this show that we that we do is obviously very silly and lighthearted. But I have to say, the thing that you posted of your daughter, what she had written at school, like <gasps> the three words, break that down because I was like almost what? gonna like shed a tear. I was like, whatever yes. you're doing as a mom is like something I need to like write oh, down for future. Oh my God. You're so sweet. Thank you. Um, so basically, you know, she, we were doing, we call it fun sheets in the summer. It's really homework. <laughs> <laughs> we're like time to do fun sheets. And she's like, me with that hey. shit. <laughs> it's all marketing. It's all marketing. Um, so, <laughs> so she, right. So she had this book and it was, um, like a handwriting book and like learning how to compose sentences and stuff like that. So one of the sentences was Jeff is brave. 
<clears throat> and she was supposed what she was supposed to do is just copy the sentence like word for word so she learns how to handwrite. But I was like, yeah, I, I don't like the way that this is like feeling right now. So I looked at the sentence and I I wrote read the sentence to her, you know, and we talked about brave, and I said I want you to write a sentence based on what we just talked about about bravery. And so she wrote, her name is Bray. So she wrote, Bray is a girl. And I said, what? Oh, interesting. I'm like, why did you choose that sentence? And she goes, because mommy, um, when I think about bravery, I think about being a girl because girls are brave and I am a girl. And I was like, oh my God, she's totally getting it. You know, like, oh my gosh, I was like, it was so when I saw that. Oh my gosh. Thank you. She just, you know, like for me as a mom, I'm like, cause so much of the time you don't know what the fuck you're doing to be honest. Like you are just throwing spaghetti on a wall, seeing what happens. Six. <laughs> it's just that. And it's like, you know, so much of the time too, you're thinking to yourself, how do I not screw this child up? Like, how am I going to like give her, you know, the tools that she's, she needs to like go into the, to the, you know, outside world. But it was just like one of those moments where I was like, okay, just like a little, not like a pat on the back, but just like a little tap on the back. Like, okay, good. That was like a incredible. sigh of relief. Yes. Yeah. Like a mm-hmm. sigh of relief. Cause I really, especially when you're raising little girls, I think now, like it's just about instilling them with so much confidence and like, you know, so much of the world, even as forward as we are, even from like 10, 15, 20 years ago is still not caught up in a lot of ways. You know, it's still like, you see sentences like, sentences like that in the book Jeff is brave why is Bray not brave you know in yeah the book. exactly why, right why is it not Claire is not brave or mm-hmm. whatever you know so I think for me like that moment that's why I posted it on my Instagram on red carpet Roxy because I just to me it was like one of those moments where I was just so proud of her you know and of you too because here's the thing uh I had to have my driver's permit for like a long time I had to go to college for four years to graduate you get pregnant you have a baby and then one day later they're like go home have fun good luck like what the f like there should be more there should be more tests and (laughs) studying and certificates involved yes yes literally and I don't know about you guys I didn't have like a ton of experience with kids before I had her I mean I did babysitting growing up like here and there, I barely did not, that. Yeah, like really not like a huge ton, like a, a wealth of like knowledge to draw on. I mean, I had friends who had babies, but still, like not I feel like you're either like a baby, a person that's been around yes. kids and gets it, and then someone that just like has never been around ones that you have to be even remotely responsible for. Yes, and you do anything more than just look at. <laughs> yes, yes, and I remember being in the hospital. It, first of all, so I had to have a C-section, but it felt like a vacation in being in the hospital because you have nurses coming in and like checking on you. Like everyone's sort of waiting on you in a way. Like it's like, and really, I mean, you're you're feeding the baby, but you're not doing much because you're laid up from the C-section. So David, my husband, was like changing her diapers and you know doing all the things. So once we got home from the hospital, that was like a kick in the stomach. I was like what now? Like, what's going on? Like, what do you mean? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Who like, no one's coming home with us. Like they're not here to help us. Like did you, <laughs> where are the then, helpers? <laughs> yeah. Where are the helpers? And those first two weeks, you guys were like, what? I mean, my hormones were like all over the place. I was like screaming at my husband, my poor mother. I was like yelling at, like, I just like, <laughs> didn't know. my boobs were sore from breastfeeding. I was like recovering from the surgery. I'm like, 
what, I mean, eventually we, eventually we figured it out, but it was literally that those first few weeks home from the hospital were literally like the lowest point for me. And that is why girl, girls are brave. Okay. Right there. there. Yes. There you freaking go. Okay. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Lily, I feel like you have to like tell, tell Roxy about your biggest fear of having a child. Oh, hotel, hotel. And I don't want this to come across as like a, I hope that I, I'm not, the fear is not that they have like a learning disability or something. Right. It's that I specifically am unable to teach them how to talk. Like, like like them not being able to talk is going to be my fault because I didn't teach them right. And like, everyone's like, but Lily, you don't like, that's not. It's not like a, like a method you use. Like it's, they, they just like learn. And I'm like, I know, and I know it's irrational, but for some reason it's going to be like, I, they're going to be like 10 and people are going to be like, wait, but you didn't do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, (laughs) what? Oh my gosh. You know what? I kind of, I, I feel like I resonate with that too, because you know why it's actually sort of daunting to think that like a child can learn a lang- like language like speaking like because you're like it's this is like a baby like how are they eventually going to get to this point where they're actually like carrying on a conversation I right? think that's it my brain can't <laughs> comprehend <laughs> that and right? I'm just like I get them repeating things but like how do they know <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing even like starting from when they're so young they're like freaking sponges so like even when you think they're not listening they're oh. listening well, they're picking dangerous. all that stuff up right I mean, so not to compare babies to puppies but my dog literally some of the words that he knows i'm like you're a genius <laughs> like i don't understand how he has gotten to the point that he understands it but he does and i'm like if he can do it then i mean it makes sense but like <laughs> oh my god i just it's so it's mind-blowing to me it's my blank. Well, did you know that dogs can know up to 600 words? Yes, because I've watched the really? video. Yes, yes. When they yes. press the buttons. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's one where they send, um, they, they, they have named all of his toys mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. literally have like specific individual names and it'll be like, go get so-and-so, like Moose. And yeah. goes in the other room into a pile of hundreds of toys and finds the specific toy, brings it back. Which like Amazing. my dog does that with like four toys. Yeah, I don't know if he knows if I which one I'm saying or if it's just his favorite. But I, I only He's ever definitely ask for playing one. the odds. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Well, Roxy, we could talk to you forever, and oh. we would actually love it if you could stay for our final segment. <gasps> sure. Okay. That would be so fun. So long, farewell. I hate us so much more now. All right, Lil, do you want to break down what this is all about? Yes. So this is our share well segment. So it's farewell, Mm -hmm. but then we're sharing something that brought us joy this week because Joss and I also start off the episode um, telling everyone what we're over and complaining about things. (laughs) So we figure we should end it on a lighter note. Do you want to kick us off? Oh, yes, yes. What brought me joy this week? You know, I think talking to Glennon Doyle on the podcast this morning. I mean, mean, right. Just, just casual, you know, like, by the way, you guys, this normally like does not happen. So I am like, so like excited about it. I you should be. You should right? be. Oh my gosh. Ugh. It's just, it, she just was so, 
so amazing and so relatable. And she just, you know, she sort of gave me some help with my daughter. My daughter's very sensitive. Mm -hmm. So she was really sort of coaching me on, because I think part of my problem is I'm so scared about sending her out into the cold, cruel world. And she's like, right. And she's like, no, she needs to feel pain. I mean, she needs to feel safe and held but you've got to let her experience things and don't try to always fix the problem, you know? And it's like, that's my first reaction normally is go in, fix the problem, you know? So I think Glenn and Doyle just basically telling me to like, relax. It's going to be okay. (laughs) It's probably what gave me joy today. (laughs) I think Glenn and Doyle just helped me. Honestly, from what you just said. Solid reminder for everyone. (laughs) Um, Right? What about you, Lil? Have you talked to like Michelle Obama or anyone else this week? (laughs) No, (laughs) not a whole lot. (laughs) Um, Oh crap! What brought me joy? Um, Oh, I I just have had a not great couple days, um, and usually. People, if I've ever like, if my back ever is hurting a lot and I'm crying, my dog, people are like, oh, just like give Max a hug. And I'm like, my dog's like the opposite of a therapy dog. He's like scared (laughs) of me when I'm crying. I think I've learned that it's like he's scared of my like in pain cry. Mm -hmm. Speaking of, is that, did he just bark? I think he's barking. Um, I think he's scared of my like in pain cry and like frustrated, angry cry, I guess. But um, when I'm sad, he came over and he literally I'd like just turned the lights off. I've been sleeping on the couch for some reason. And I laid down and he literally like I've, I'll send a picture um, <laughs> that we can put in the YouTube one. He like came over and put his head and he doesn't usually cuddle with me when we're sleeping. We're like on different cushions, but he came over and curled up in a little ball and put his head on my head and slept there. And it was just like the sweetest moment ever. That's sweet. See, he's it's, warming up to you. There's I like, love that. there's several moments that happen. It is like, I'll give him a hug and he like leans into it or something that I'm like actively in the moment being like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Because Roxy, do you, do you adopt dogs or have you fostered dogs? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, three, we have currently three adopted dogs, which we got one in quarantine, like the biggest one, of course, the puppy (laughs) that's like crazy. (laughs) Yes. That's a big thing for us. We love animal rescue in this house. So we do adopt. Well, Lily rescued her dog from China. Yeah. <gasps> oh, I mean, my God. okay, girl, that is some good stuff. <laughs> He's a genius, truly. Like, I lucked out. Does he know Mandarin? Does he know Mandarin? Oh, my Honestly, gosh, yeah. in the beginning, right. he, was, he was so scared of everything in the beginning. And I remember being like, he just, like, doesn't really know how to be a dog. And my mom's like, well, I mean, he doesn't speak the language. So I'm like, that's true. <laughs> cool. Thank you, mom. <laughs> yes, Mandarin might be his first language. Next. <laughs> That's true. We need to like get over an interpreter ASAP. Right? (laughs) There he is. (laughs) Well, I love how you guys both share like these deep things. And I'm like, well, uh, mine is definitely food. Mine is food related. Oh, let's hear it. I love to eat. Um, So it is lunchtime. So obviously, like, you know, my husband and I, like, we love food. He's Italian. Mm. Like, nothing brings him more joy than eating, which I think mm. is great because life is all about simple pleasures, right? Mm. Um, but we, we can't go anywhere. We've done, like, some takeout here and there or whatever. Um, 
but we love sushi and we go to like sugarfish or sushi, like kind mm-hmm. of frequently, but not recently for the first time ever. Uh, I got Postmates from Sugarfish. Have you ever done that? Are you a sushi person? Yes, I love sushi. And actually, we've been doing the Sugarfish Postmates, and it's genius. I love it because for people who like live in a place where they don't have access to the amazingness that is Sugarfish, it mm-hmm. comes in this like this box. And when you open it, it's also like it's a gorgeous box. Mm-hmm. Whoever's designing those should be making the packaging is like. You open this box and it has images of all of the different types of sushi that are inside the box. And then it literally tells you like what order to eat them in and what sorts of sauces to use. Mm-hmm. And it just, it made me so happy. It made me feel like I was going places. It right. Kind of sad, but also awesome. Like a slice of normal life, right? It's like sushi, like back in the you know day before COVID. I know. I know. You can but- do that. What are you going to do when this is over? Like, where's the first place you're going? Or like, are you going to go to Texas? Are you going to go to New York? Like, what's 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 happening? (laughs) Yeah. I think I'm going to like, yeah, I think I'm going to travel for sure. I think I'm going to like book a trip somewhere. My sister lives in Barcelona. So I mean, I kind of want to probably like try to shack up there for a minute or two until she kicks me out. (laughs) You should. Right, right, just to like get away because I mean, you guys, this is like going on. I think we were talking about it on the podcast earlier, it's like day 200 or something of like the quarantine, like summer is pretty much canceled. Like, it's just you know, it's over. I know. Like, they, we're not doing the things that we enjoy doing and being social, and like, we're extra. It just doesn't it's feel like so there's anything hard. to look forward to. No, there's no end in sight. I know. You well, know? I would like to uh, just invite us to go to Barcelona with you. Yes, um, please. I'll be I would you love. there. Um, <laughs> tell your sister we're staying there. <laughs> tell the sister of yours we'll be seeing her soon. And, um, you know, even like, you know, COVID and this whole like stay at home order and everything has been so hard, but it's been so cool to be able to connect with people like this. And it's so good yes. to see you because I can't even remember the last time I saw you in person. Actually, I do remember, but it's been too long. So I'm glad that we can do this. Thank you for joining us. Oh, Um, thank you for having me, you guys. Before we go, and we'll have all the info in the description box and in the info section on YouTube, but where can people find you and the podcast? Okay. So you can find me at Red Carpet Roxy with a Y on all my socials. For now. All the handles. Yes. (laughs) For now. Exactly. Until (laughs) I change to Zoom Carpet Roxy. (laughs) And then uh, my website is redcarpetroxy.com. And I um, was covering red carpets, but I've had to pivot a little bit. So um, doing some other things on there. And then our uh, podcast is Women on Top which is women on top on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts and um, women on top official is our handle on Instagram and women on top podcast is our handle on Facebook. So come join us because it's always a good time. (laughs) You should, because I think you guys, I think you guys do a really great job on your show. Obviously you have like the journalism background. And so like, I can tell that you're really listening and asking like really good juicy follow-ups, but it feels like a really great just combo with girlfriends. And I love that so much. So keep up the great work (sighs) and thank you for hanging out with us. And for all of you guys listening or watching this on YouTube, hit the comments and let us know what your original AIM screen name was. (laughs) I'm dying to know. The more embarrassing, the better. (laughs) And we will see you guys later. Bye.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.